Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for the amazing coverage you've been waiting for. So have we, because neither of us have recorded an episode since the amazing race. It's all we've been wanting, it's all we've been waiting to cover, and same for the listeners here listening to us now, I'm sure you've been waiting for the Amazing Race content to return, as you probably only listen to the Amazing Race content. I'm sure you're not interested in, you know, Lost or Breaking Bad or whatever else is covered here that I don't listen to. But we're here. Amazing Race, season 34. Can we believe it? 34. And a whole bunch of new twists, a whole bunch of teams. We got a lot to get into. And there's only two people, but it's still a lot to talk about. And we've got a lot of predictions to talk about and however... We're going to do that, so let's get into it. I'm your host, Rossi, and I'm here with the extra special guest, the man in the shell himself, Jared. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back talking Amazing Race. I feel like um, it's just been a while between seasons, and now like everything was on at like once with like Canada, the US, and Australia just all like happening within months of each other and concurrently going on, so um. It's nice to be back, and it's nice to be talking about the OG. Well, the OG sees the show, but uh, not the OG format. No, we're switching things up. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's been crazy. There's so much seasons of reality TV. It's back in full swing now that, you know, we're able to at least manage COVID-related and and health-related concerns. So it's good to have the full force, but it's been a while since we felt this pressure. Have you been, you kept up with the Australian, not the Canada, I assume? Yes, I have been, which is um, kind of surprising because if anything, it's more of a commitment with like three episodes a week. And I think next week they might even be going to like four or five episodes a week. Um, It's been wild, like 20 teams in in the same race. Uh, And they started separately doing like almost like two races of 10 teams. (laughs) And then, like, combine them after, like, the first two episodes. And there was just all these scenes together. It was so confusing. It's such a trip. And, and like, everybody's catching COVID, right? And in the Amazing Race Australia, if you catch COVID, you just, like, get, like, your holiday break while you're in isolation. So, like, the strat is if you're a weak team, catch COVID early on and, like, you're out for, like, six legs. <laughs> And all of a sudden you pop back in, oh, look, oh, final 10. Yeah, that's pretty good for us. Um, 
it's just it's been crazy and it's actually started to get really good but it's really hard to keep up because like I say teams like could go out and they pop back in and it's really hard to know exactly how many teams are left and exactly what's happening it's crazy to think that in a not that like things can't be safe but in like a post-covid world they're like all right we need double the amount of teams we need mm-hmm. double the amount of crew to manage all of this like like they just were like yeah more is more <laughs> and like Bo, the host caught COVID as well so then they had like backup host hosting and it's just uh it's just crazy it's just, and it's just I mean it's really hard to obviously keep things fair if you have teams that have run like 10 legs and then you have another team that's only run like two legs and I don't know how I'm, I'm assuming that the final leg won't have a memory challenge because if you have a team that was out for six legs and they're trying to compete this memory challenge uh, good luck to them well hey it's your fault for not being safe I guess that's true that should be like the penalty right yeah or maybe you should like get penalties at the end for however long you spent in isolation or something mm. uh, like yeah anyway I have I look forward to watching those seasons when I get back to it. Um, been a lot. I started Canada. Um, uh, I'm like a few episodes in. It's been all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing their stunt casting, like the Amazing Races. So we've got Big Brother players on every season of the show now. Like Any Big Brother players that. across to AU? No, I don't think this this season there wasn't any. Yeah, no stunt casting this season. Um, but I'm sure depending on ratings, then they'll, uh, they'll go that route as well. Yeah. They're just throwing all the former big brother players back into big brother. I think that was the most recent update mm-hmm. for you guys. But anyway, we're here to talk about 30, 34. We did our amazing race catch up. I'm sure when Colin and Kristen are on, they can maybe share more, you know, stories about the reality TV in general, but we're here to talk about 34 and we're here to talk about the premiere. We did do a um preseason but we're here to talk about the teams and everything and think about all the thoughts we've had kind of building up into this so jared what are your general thoughts on how this episode went the teams in general um save the twists for i mean obviously you can talk about them but Mm. we'll go in depth later on but general thoughts i thought it was okay i didn't think it was anything too spectacular um i think i kind of missed not starting in the u.s it doesn't bother me heaps, but I just feel like there wasn't as much fanfare to the whole starting line. Um, and I thought the tasks themselves this episode were actually quite weak. Um, so, I, yeah, I know, I know we'll talk about it more. I felt like they really leaned heavily on the twist. Um, but the teams, I'm excited to see more about them. I don't think anybody was a particular standout this episode, but I think there's a good group of teams. So I think moving forward, um, it's going to be a good competitive race. Yeah, I thought it was, an enjoy- I really enjoyed watching it. That was one of my biggest takeaways. I just had so much fun. I was just like happy to see it. Like it was back on TV and it just like the energy of it was good. Um, mm. But like you said, there were some, like this was not a premiere episode. Like I feel like you get a big challenge or something really crazy or something, you know, that like TV moment of like, we're jumping off the Eiffel Tower or, or, or something mm. crazy like that. And we didn't get that. We, the, the immediate thought that I had when I was watching it was like, this is kind of like a backyard version of it. Like, this is like a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these are fan made challenges. I could do this here. And like, you can come over and we can do this. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
which is a little upsetting. Like, obviously, I have thoughts about why this may have come about, but like, it was a little upsetting, for, especially for a premiere. Like, if this was episode three or four, I probably care less, you know? Mm. But like, for the premiere, like, the coolest thing they did was that like water, like, rafting at the beginning. Yes. Like, that was yeah. the coolest thing that happened. And that was not even a challenge. Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, like I was I was like oh I want to do that that looks fun I was waiting for them yeah to stop them before they went down uh the slope but then just not well it was so confused like the this the editing too is a little bit weird at the very beginning of the episode mm. like it starts and we're in Germany and then all of a sudden like hey here's this team and here's this team and then they're down the hill and then Phil's like this is the image like it was so weird like I feel like we don't get that yeah usually it's like intro like from phil or the host or whoever it is like even on survivor jeff will be like this is the season blah 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 and then we see the people or see a lot of the people then the show starts but like it was like all right here's these two teams let's start the like weird first challenge it's not really a challenge but the first thing they do and then he phil's gonna explain Mm. everything it was a little Mm. weird like i didn't quite get their editing for the episode yeah, it was an odd start. Um, although I can't complain because at least there wasn't any um, them getting sent the clue on on by text message at their home and having yeah. to make their way to the nearest airport. I didn't miss that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just happened to find this other team at the airport too. Mm-hmm. And they just happened and it was fun. Yeah, that was awful. We talk about the Amazing Race as being like the key show for keeping its format the same throughout like its iterations like um I, I was thinking about this there's only been like two times where they broke the format of like these two pre like three i guess three like the format of like two te- two people pre-existing relationships going around the world they broke it for family because obviously it's now four people mm-hmm. they broke it for the blind dating when half the teams didn't know each other before the race and then they broke it for the singles where everyone was random and they didn't know anyone. Yes. So yeah. like this is the fourth time where they're really breaking the format. It, it still is two teams, the pre-existing relationship that hasn't changed, but they're changing the structure of the race now. Um, for better or for worse, we'll obviously talk about that, but like this scramble adds a whole different layer of, you know, challenge to the race in which you get to go wherever you want. It's essentially like you get to explore the country on your own way and your own time and then get where you have to go where you have to go and i kind of like it i'm not sure how i feel about it entirely like i think it's a fun idea i think that it play i think it was really interesting to watch especially from the editing of like where's these teams i'm like confused but i was confused in like kind of a good way of like i was unsure of who was going to get ahead so like I felt like it really varied the order a lot too. So hmm. I, I, I thought I thought there were really good points to it. I have some negative points, but just like, what are your general thoughts on the twist on this kind of rule breaking, not rule breaking, format breaking twist? It was uh, definitely interesting. I think um, I don't know if I'm convinced that it should stick around on every episode. You know, I feel like this is maybe something you should like pop up. I don't know, once or twice throughout the race. Um, yeah, I liked that it kept things a bit more unpredictable as to where people were. Um, and I like that it obviously, um, I think it works well with a self-navigation leg 
if this had been taxis driving people places, I don't think it would have worked as well. Um, so whether it will work as well, yeah, in legs that are more, uh, if we do get those those legs again, where it is more that you hop in a taxi and go from point A to point B in whatever order, I, I don't know if it would work as well. I think that what really made this payoff was the self-navigation part of it and the different strategies that we saw with the teams, either like going to the first place that they found or like taking the time to write every single possible direction down and then still getting lost. Um, yeah, I think it has potential, but I think at the moment I'm seeing more negatives and positives. Well, one thing that I kind of, uh, kind of self d- d- defense for it was that we really saw the lead change up. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that's something we always say. I'm like, one thing that I we always talk about in the race is like, all right, you know, you know, Sarah and Phil, they're the team. They get to the, uh, the the roadblock first, and then five other teams are just like following them, or they're like, we'll help you, and you kind of we'll follow, you know, we'll follow you, okay, we'll follow you to the next place. You can't really do that here, you know. Sarah and Phil did challenge A, and the other team did challenge B, but they're not going to, cha- you know, they're not going to the same place. So mm. like, it really like limits you to working on your own. Like, obviously, there's cooperation and teams could choose to say hey let's do all these three challenges in a row or whatever um but i felt like it really ordered up changed up the order because i noticed at one point i think it was uh the the twins they were like i remember it noted that they were like currently in like 10th or 11th place but they were like top four or five finishes Mm. like to check in like so like it really like depends on what you do where you go and like the strategy of it that really kind of changes it so I think that's exciting to watch yeah I think like what you said the fact that I think this really I know that I think they added in other rules as well supposedly behind the scenes but I think that this definitely helps to move away from um that really heavy collaboration because like you said it's either uh, well we can't follow them because we're not going to the same place or even when you're at a task you're so unaware of where everybody else is that you're hesitant to help anybody because you're like we could be the last two teams because we haven't seen anybody else you know like like all day or for, for the last like hour or so um so i think it helps well in that way but then i think on the flip side there the fact that there's less incentive to collaborate means that we're not at the, I mean, it's one episode in, but we're not getting any great interactions between teams so far, which is fine because I don't really want these alliances that are dictating exactly what's happening, but then the race is a social game, so I think that aspect of things should be rewarded. And then also I want to see fights and drama between the team, which I don't think this lends itself to. I mean, it's also a question of, like, is this potentially, like, COVID-related because, you know, when they restarted the race, it was really all self-driving. They mm. didn't get taxis or anything like that uh, from my memory i think we did a few like they did the gondola and stuff like that that was a few like public things but it was mostly self-driving so i'm wondering if that's the same direction i know we saw the map and i don't think they were completely staying in europe but they think they're pretty european centered Mm -hmm. um so i'm wondering if it's going to be all self-driving which is which is why they're choosing this scramble because everyone can navigate you know yeah uh, what were your thoughts on some of the strategies? Because um, we see that our losing team of the episode was like really focused on getting the directions. Um, like, I don't know if this is unpopular opinion, popular opinion. That wasn't the reason they went home. Um, but like, no. 
like what like what like what are your thoughts on the different strategies because we saw a whole bunch of different ways of going about it i think it's it's really hard to say it depends i suppose i know where where you are and how (laughs) how um how much distance you're covering but i think in my head here i don't even know if the direction is that important i think I would either go with the, whatever you find first, just go there, or otherwise at least find like the first, like the places and then go instead of, I think there were the, like the middle ground approach is probably the best rather than getting so many directions, um, which are obviously going to be coming increasingly hard to follow, like the, the further you go throughout the leg. So even if it's just directions to like your very first spot, I think go. Um, but I think this, I, I suppose I liked that there was this sense of teams trying to predict where the pit stop could be. And I think that this uh, twist could work well if there was some form of, I don't know, hints or like cryptic clues or something that does um, give away, I suppose, a bit where the pit stop is going to be ahead of time. Um, Yeah, I I think they could tweak it more so that it rewards these teams who – are able to have this fine like attention to detail to really strategize on what is the best route to go because this episode it didn't really feel like it mattered so much what order uh the tasks were done in yeah i think it only saved some teams if they were like later behind if they went to the one closest to the pit i think the uh what was the challenge that was closest was it the saw whatever it was the saw or whatever was closest to the pit stop and like that helped some of the teams that thought about that. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I thought that was really interesting though, that it was so many different strategies. You know, sometimes I feel like there's almost like a race thing of like, like obviously you get strategies, but some teams are just like, let's just do it. And like, I just expected mm. more of one way. So to see that, like, you know, us and Nina, they were really focused on directions and Emily and Molly, they were really trying to predict where to go. And then some of the all male teams were just like, let's go. Um, so it was really interesting to see like all the strategies and i think that it we're obviously only one episode in but i don't think any approach really sealed anyone's fate or like helped them in any major way so we'll see how it shakes up going forward because the scramble is happening every episode is that confirmed uh i'm not sure because i don't think he said it like i don't remember noting that Mm. and i don't remember reading that i don't know if you read anything online I yeah so I wasn't aware I thought it was just like a one episode thing watching it but then afterwards I'm like well they didn't say whether it was you know yeah here to stay or it's just a new twist for this premiere or um I think now it more feels like it's gonna stay throughout the season but it's it's hard to say we'll see we're only one episode and we'll see how it goes maybe it'll appear a few times like kind of like a u-turn or or whatever where it comes up every so often because um, I'm not sure how you do a, a detour in the middle of a, like a three episode challenge, you know, like how do you throw a, a detour in a scramble when you're already like, and then you're dividing it, the teams even more. It's just, it could get more confusing. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to use the scramble and the detour is going to have to be one of those ones that's in exactly the same place, you would think. Yeah. And then like, are we getting those face offs or whatever they call them? Like the head to duel challenges and, 
like are there going to be fast forwards like how do they incorporate some of these things is it, it's, a, it's an interest it'll be interesting to see and like how do you u-turn someone if they're not going to go in the or like where does the u-turn hmm. go like you because if you're going in a different order you know it's just like how does it work and are they the u-turn like at the same location or like because sometimes you pick it get a u-turn and you're like all right this is at the docks and then this is at uh the shopping mall so it's like how does that work so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes forward if it goes forward so uh, the other sort of new race format twist is that this season there will be no non-elimination legs jared I know we talked a little bit in our chat about this, but what are your thoughts on this? I don't hate it. Um, I just think it's really hard to say because it's it's so situational, right? Because sometimes the non-elimination legs are so frustrating when it's the same team getting saved every time. But then you also have now that, like, at the end of the episode, like, there's, like, zero suspense. I mean, they can try to create that suspense with editing on, like, who's going to finish last, but now it's, like, there's no suspense on whether, like, this team is staying or going home. They're going. So as soon as that second last team, like, checks in, it's like, okay, like, what's even really the point of watching, like, to the end of this episode, you know? Yeah, they re- like, the focus, the tension of the end of the episode is really shifted from will that last team make it, like, move on? Will they, you know, continue mm. racing or get a save? Or, like, two, the tension is now which of the last two teams will arrive. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's like, the scramble helps that tension. Like, is it built? Like, obviously, you know, they can edit it as much as they want. If, like, oh, the last two teams left the challenge closer to each other. You know, we're, like, five minutes out. Like, they edit as much as they can. But usually, mm. you know who was going home. So, like, I guess this adds a little more suspense. But, like, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it goes moving forward. I don't think this one was too intense. Like, I had a feeling early on. Not early on, but, like, a decent chunk into the episode about who was going home. Mm-hmm. Or, like, which few teams were, like, potential boots. So, like, it wasn't totally, like, dun-dun-dun when the teams were eliminated or who was coming in. So, it'll be interesting to see in more maybe a tighter race or something like that. Or when I can't read the edit because it's just the first episode. I can probably read the edit a little better on episode one, you know. Mm. I, I feel like there's potential to, um, there was almost potential to, I think, edit this better in terms of I would like to see, like, a map with, like, the locations marked out and then where the pit stop is so I can see physically, like, what is the closest to it and then just do, like, where the teams are, like, on that map. Um yeah, we and saw here a map too. last season, and I, mm. I remember we talked about that being really cool to have, like when a team made a wrong turn or something. I remember us talking about that. So, like, yeah, that would be cool to see here. Yeah, here too, I think they did um, – I liked when they did, like, the check-in of, like, these are all the teams that have completed, like, two tasks. These are the teams that have only completed one task. I think that was good. And they do something similar in, like, the Amazing Race Australia this season, having so many teams, is that, like – they'll check in at different points in the episode and give you, like, a list of, like, here's where everybody's sitting at the moment and then be like, since, like, this last challenge, these people have leaped up, like, four spots and they're now sitting here. And, like, um, I think if they keep checking in like that as well like, or using, like, a similar similar style like they did this episode with how many tasks each team has completed, 
um, I think that's helpful as well for viewers to um, to keep up with exactly what's happening. Yeah, I'm, as much as it could be confusing, they made it as clear. Like, I feel like this was confusing, but I wasn't lost. Like, I had a decent sense of where everyone was. Yes, um, yeah. Like, I was still, like, unsure of who was ahead of who. But, like, like the the infographics and the, the descriptions and the teams kind of talking us through it, like, it, it was helpful. Like, I didn't feel completely out of it. So in terms of, like, a formatting and, like, an understanding and a watchability, I think it's been good so far. Yes, yep. Um, before we get into, like, kind of, not that there's too much to talk about about the actual episode itself, um, the teams. Um, who are your standouts? Who do you not like? Were you sad to see the team that we lost lose? You know, general thoughts on the teams. I think they're all good. I think my standouts at the moment are... Derek and Claire, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't watch Big Brother, but I feel like I kind of got to know them the best as a team so far, I suppose. Um, outside of them, I like the like long long lost twin storyline. Um, I think it's a bit weird that we have like the two. I'm not even. I almost want to say like three. Like there's so many like dancing related teams this season. It's it's just. Is weird, and I'm waiting until we get to like the episode on episode on episode that has like dance related challenges and these like seeing like these three teams just like blitz through it and be like, hmm, interesting. Um, but outside of that, I think there's potential for uh, for Marcus and Michael to be fun. I think there's there's a lot of uh, bickering tension uh, there that uh, that could come out throughout the rest of the episodes because. Them soaring that log was just so, so terrible. They're kind of on the bottom for me, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. I just, like, they were just not fun for me. They just felt like they were so ser serious in business. Like, I, I do see what you're saying. Like, there could be the art. Like, they're the most argumentative out of every team. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll have to see. Because otherwise, I love, like, I'm loving every team. Like, some of them yeah. are a little bit more, um, you know. INV and UTR, um, mm -hmm. logic, but um, like I'm enjoying them. Like I'm really enjoy Derek and Claire, and I don't know anything about them either, so I'm kind of getting them for the first time here. Um, Glenda and Lumbamba, I think his name is. I'm hopefully pronouncing that right, but they were so fun. Mm -hmm. Like the, their whole dynamic, and they were like I was rooting for them so much this episode. Um, the twins, they're they're such a incredible story. Um, and I mean, we're one episode in, but their like, uh, like communication is really good so far. Mm. Like that's like a team I worry about. You know, you haven't spent any time together. How are you going to communicate? So we'll see. Yes. I mean, we'll see yeah. going forward. Um, and then teams like I didn't expect much from, like Linton and and Sharik or Sharik. Oh, I'm butchering it. I'll have to go back and watch the episode. But um, like they like su so surprised me this episode mm. like i was like first boots see ya um but they were they, like so many teams impressed me and i was like so impressed by like a lot of them and their performance also one of my teams that i thought had high hopes did not impress that much but uh lewis and michelle i expect a little bit more from them but, um, yeah i think the like a positive is i'm everything take everything with a grain of salt one episode in um but it doesn't feel like this season that there's going to be like a a runaway dominant team. 
I mean, now cue like Derek and Claire winning like the, the first six legs, but it just doesn't feel that way. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a huge physical gap between teams. Uh, mental gap, I suppose, we're yet to see because this challenge was purely physical. Um, well, there were some like like smarts incorporated. I guess we could talk about that when we get to it. But like, there were some teams that were like, "All right, we're not going to work harder. We're just going to work smarter." Especially at the the sawing challenge, I felt like that was the, the one true. challenge where like, if you were just thinking about it, like you could get faster. Like, but I suppose yeah, no, like, it was like, mostly tra- physical. no traditional like mental challenge so far. Yeah, no puzzle. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just feel like it feels like a really level playing field. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because last season it was, I mean, obviously we had the restart, so it was hard. It's hard to to judge like, you know, physicality levels because did you work out over the break? Did you not work out over, like things like that could have factored in as well. Um, but like we saw, you know, Dusty and Ryan, they dominated at the first half of the race. Then they came back and they were like, they still did well. It wasn't like they were completely like duds, but they struggled a lot more mm. on the restart. Whereas like Kim and Penn really came into the strong at the end of the race. So it'll be interesting to see if like, you know, like as as it stands now, I don't think any standouts in any arena come up. But we'll see if it, you know, who's gonna be the stronger physical, like will they all be able to keep it and maintain it or or what? So It'll be interesting to see how the challenges go, especially with this scramble. If it comes back up, if it's coming. Kristen's probably yelling at the podcast saying, you idiot, they said it in, episode, in the beginning that it's coming every episode. Um, but we'll see. Uh, why don't we get into the actual episode? Not that we're going to have a whole lot to say. I feel like we covered most of it in the things. We can get into a little bit of the details and, and talk about how, how the strategies of the teams were going. Uh, we're starting in Germany. I know you said you weren't a big fan, but for me, if they're gonna, it's the edit's gonna take away. Like, there's no excitement of like all these teams are like in California and then they're gonna fly to Germany. Like, there's nothing mm. exciting about that. They're all gonna get on like one flight or two flights. We're gonna see the infographic of like the planes flying. Like, it's just a waste of like five minutes of airtime that we're not gonna get anything from. So I was fine with this, especially if they're doing their um, like charter plane that they have again mm, but it's it's no longer a race around the world it's a race across the world now <laughs> unless they finish in germany <laughs> oh true i never thought about that oh that's interesting yeah gonna market oh. things differently now you know <laughs> oh really well, I guess it doesn't change too much. Amazing Race Canada didn't leave Canada for several seasons, so <laughs> it was a race around Canada. So, yeah, I honestly wasn't too bothered. So I wasn't faced by them being in Germany. I thought it was a fun, you know, whatever. Like we're here, let us just do it. Um, it takes less out of the episode for me, so I thought it was fine. Uh, and then Phil is a weird. Like, I mean, first us. Let's go back. I love that first slide. That slide was the best part of the episode for me. Like, it looked so fun. I was, like, confused as to what it was, but I loved every minute of it. It felt stupid and silly, but it was just so great. You you, you loved it, too, right? Yeah, I agree. I, it was definitely, like, the the highlight of the episode. 
And then once the teams like get to the like thing, Phil's like talking through them about like what they have to do and or who they are, not what they have to do, who they are, and like um, it felt like very much like this new race where it's like we're gonna talk about the team, like it's gonna be more of a pe- person thing, like your stories come first. It's not gonna be all about the drama. It, so it, it's setting the tone of this like positive season, which I'm not saying is bad. I'm just like seeing how the tone mm. is set and the tone is like all these people are like oh, like like to learning about the twins and how they were separated at birth and then we're talking about you know linton and them or they're you know immigrants and this and that. like you know what i'm saying like it's all about the people and their stories versus like the the drama of the race and repeating it, it just the energy i don't know if that's going to obviously change we'll see how it goes you know in future episodes but i thought it was a very like lovey start mm. I mean, that's also a tribute because the race is finally back after a lot of time off. So it, it's nice to have that as well. Yes. Yeah. Some people talk about the fans of the show, which is nice to see and always love to see fans of the show be on the show. So I think we have quite a few fans from the judge of it, or at least a lot of dedicated researchers once they realized they were going to be on it. Mm. So I think that we'll have some good, you know, at least people trying and putting the effort out of there. So that's always a benefit to have on the season. And so like we start, teams are all over the place once they start figuring out that they have to choose the challenges. I like that we sort of got a little bit of each challenge at the beginning. Like they were like, this is here, this is here, this is here, instead of just three random locations. I like that there was at least some of the terminology. I think they were like, saw is here and smash is here or whatever. So I like that they sort of wasn't just, you know, an envelope with three addresses on it or something like mm. that. I like that they're at least trying to give a little bit of indication. So maybe you're like, oh, we'll go to the most physical first or something like that. So I, I think that they, they're incorporating it as well as they can um, to start because I mean, without essentially giving away what the challenge is, because that's usually a suspense when you get there. But mm. it's almost like the... um the little bit of information they get for their roadblock before they pick who's going to do it uh, and including that at the start of the episode I think it's like you said it's it's nice that they can strategize a little bit about not only distance wise where they're going to head first but task wise yeah it was almost like that those at the blind detours or whatever or something like that when it's just like you know yeah, x or y or whatever they get a little bit of information yeah um so it, it adds a little suspension, too, because you're like, saw, what is roll? Roll could mean anything. You know, saw could mean anything. Like, I mean, I guess saw. Mm. Could, but you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a little bit of like, oh, I don't know what that means. Like, maybe we should go there first because it might be harder, easier, whatever. So a little bit of tiny microscopic bit of strategy incorporated into that. Um, but yeah, and we see all the different teams trying to their strategies. Ask, ask, ask the Nina or talking to these uh, you know, people that are right there and they're like, okay, how do we get from here to here? And if we go from here to here, will that be okay? Like, it was a very intense uh, start for them in the, the editing of it. The editing was pretty mm. fun. Yeah. Um, like, a, I think we're the last ones here. And like, you see teams in the background running and getting in their cars and leaving and stuff like that. It was funny. Yeah, um, the, he- the head over all the cars was just so good as they were driving out of the car park. <laughs> And like I said before, this wasn't the reason they were eliminated. It didn't help that they were over mm. cautious, but like this was, just, I thought this was just a funny moment. I didn't think anything of it when it was airing at the moment. No. 
I just, they were just a little overprepared, especially if you get lost, you make one wrong turn and you're like, well, I don't know how to get there anymore. So, mm. um, but some of the other teams, like the twins were like, okay, well, we think this might be where the pit stop is. So let's do that. And some teams were like, I think we can get here first. Let's just go there and then figure it out from there. Um, I think a good balance, like you said, of preparedness and just like sponta- spontaneity would be, was, was like the best approach. Like, you just got to pick something and go with it and just, like, kind of move on from there. Don't focus on every detail at this, you know, beginning line. You know, they're at the starting line still. Mm. So, we'll just talk about the challenges because we can't really talk about an order of the challenges um, because there is no order. So, let's just talk about the the challenges as we were introduced to them. The first one is the rolling challenge, which is the roll a keg. Through an obstacle course, one person does it. And then once they get to the other side, the other person's got to do it backward, back, not backwards, um, to the original starting point. Um, what were your thoughts on this uh, very backyard challenge? <laughs> the worst of the three, I'd say. Uh, yeah, it wasn't anything too impressive. I think what it did have going for it is that some teams did seem to struggle with it, um, <laughs> which really picked up the here. Which was. No, which is good because, like, Smash, like, uh, was, like, yes, there was overtaking going on, but really, like, nobody had any issues with it. Um, And even the Saw, like, there was overtaking and people struggled, but, like, really nobody struggled so bad they had to, like, restart completely. Um, So this, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I I just, it, it wasn't particularly interesting either though um i i think like the best thing about it was like the crowd who they'd rented in to like cheer them on um but other than that yeah this is it's it's what you said this whole episode was very like you could like do this yourself at like your own like backyard version of like the amazing race yeah it was a very low budget um which is why i think what kind of like they dumb that not this isn't the right word but i'm just gonna say dumb down the challenges for the scramble because i think that like you don't want the issue of like a challenge being so ridiculously hard that you've got everyone there or something you know i, I don't know i'm just thinking mm. that, like because of the scramble they had to change the challenges yes. like yeah. like if it was like jump off at a building or something like that and there's only a limited amount like what are you going to do when there's like six teams there or something it, it's just like I, I wonder about that like micromanaging of the race that like they had to change the challenges to accommodate for this scramble yeah i think too i suppose is like the introduction of the twist they didn't want to that i suppose they wanted the twist to be the focus more so than like the challenges themselves so i think that as well is probably why it was like this whereas i am more interested when we do have challenges that take really different amounts of time then order almost becomes like more important whereas here like it it didn't matter whatsoever yeah uh just uh, on the role challenge itself uh this was really what for me i thought sealed uh nina and asta's fate um they just could not get this at all uh for some reason they just struggled so much and some of the other teams struggled, but they really could not get this for the life of them. And and I think this is what eventually sealed their fate on top of getting a little bit lost in their navigation. Mm. Uh, some of the other teams struggled. I think, what was it, uh, Rich just picked up the keg and started like 
I'll just or someone picked it up and just said forget the obstacle and just yeah Marcus and Michael I think it was oh, okay they were like leading the race at that point because they were the team at the very start who just found one spot and like okay yeah we're going here that that was just so funny and the other one was like why did you didn't think that the obstacle was an important part of the chat like it was it, that was funny I give them credit for that that was very funny uh but it was fairly standard other than those two moments it didn't really stand out too too much the the, the uh the crowd was great though and then like screaming when they got it across the line and the almost like i think they almost booed when they didn't get it across the line it was just great um and like we talked about last season we love our um ancillary characters and stuff our, our mm-hmm. street vendors with the food and the the storytellers and all that so th- these are these are great additions to that the second challenge that we kind of get to see is the saw a log challenge um which ended up being probably the most difficult for the teams uh, this one really saw most of the teams struggle a lot of them could not figure out the best method for doing it and then I think this is really where I was like, wow, like Sharik, she was like, it's going to stay sharp no matter how fast you move it or how mm. aggressive you get with it. It's still sharp. So like she's like, we're just going to do a whole bunch of small movements. And like that was like when I was like, wow, these these people like they're so good. That like, I was like underselling them so much. And they like came out and just like dominated this challenge. Granted, it wasn't like a crazy challenge to dominate, but still. Like, this is just a, a great moment for them. And some of the other teams figured out, like, like you've got to do the movement. You don't have to, like, wildly pull back and forth mm. to cut the log. Because mm-hmm. you're just wasting energy at that point. Yes. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah. I thought this was good because this is... Um, this was a challenge probably, I think, with, like, the most changes at the challenge station i think granted too because it's something that took a bit longer we got to see a bit more interaction between the teams um and i liked kind of like the surprise of like um teams coming in and just like smashing it out and getting out of there over teams who'd already been there for a while and just this really is where we saw like teams with good teamwork good communication good teamwork this was like the challenge like showed it off who who like will be, I think, teams, like, look out for moving forward. Um, But I just couldn't believe, like, some of, like, I mean, I'm not an expert on log soaring by any means, but (laughs) some some of, like, the techniques and, like, the styles here, I'm like, what are you, like, doing? Yeah, people were, like, throwing their body with Mm. the saw. Like, I think that was Michelle's fault. Like, she was, like, jumping or, like, she was doing something. Someone was doing something really weird when they were throwing it at, like, pushing and pulling. Like, it was bad. And like the the angles of the sword too, like it's like just just keep it straight. And like it, I feel like it all is in like that first like like five ten centimeters. Like just getting into like the groove and and then like just like continuing on. And the it's fact like, that yeah, yeah, like Linton and Sharik said of like when it's coming, like just like pull it. The other person doesn't have to push it. Like expending the, your energy on like every single like part of the stroke instead of not or just like your job is to pull it and then the other person will pull it back their way and let's just keep it steady for them. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to see some of the people attempt this challenge. Um, my only real critique 
Um, this was the best challenge, but my only real critique was that th there was no sense of judging. It was just cut, cut, cut through the log. Like we saw yes. some teams like have like a slant cut and like one team had a little bit of the circle left and the guy like pointed at it and it was like, oh, we have to cut that too. Like there was no judging. Mm. It was just get it done. Yeah, I noted that down. I, I can't remember. I feel like it was Derek and Glant. It might have been somebody else. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, they're going to have to like start all over again. And then, yeah, the fact was like, I don't know, it just like saw that little bit off. I'm like, okay. Uh, and he was looking at it too. I, I noticed the judge was looking at it and I was like, what are you looking at it for? It's like, unless you're judging it based on like, you know, like a somewhat circle and like a, like an even cut, mm. like th why are you looking at it? Just get them out of there. <laughs> the hats and the, and the accompanying band are a great addition too. Not as good as last season with the music, but this was a good challenge too. It was. I, I yeah, the hats. It, it felt like such an afterthought, but oh, it works so well. <laughs> it was so stupid, but I loved it. Uh, the the last of the three that we get to see is a roadblock. We get to get a roadblock, which I was unsure of how they would do this when they mentioned the scramble. But the roadblock is smashing the ice block, which I think no one struggled with. Um. It was a little lackluster of a location, too, because they're at this, like, you know, Oktoberfest, like, they serve beer and everything, but there was, like, six people in the in the backgrounds, and it was, like, probably, like, early in the day, so no one was out drinking yet or whatever, but it was just, like, mm. kind of a sad venue. Yeah, I, I just feel like there could have been so much that would have made this challenge more interesting. Um whether it even was like because it was weird they gave them this whole like box of or like tray or whatever of like things that they could potentially use um including for like whatever reason a rubber like chicken <laughs> which which i'm like i that made me laugh but the fact the fact that like nobody had to like use it like if this, if this had been like a challenge where it was almost like okay like first there's like, here we've got 12 utensils and like when you arrive, like pick what utensil you want to use, and that now that's like off the table. And then we get down to like the last team, and then all they're left with is like a, a rubber chicken to, to try. I mean, granted, they probably couldn't have broken the cube with it, but I mean, they could have made it some like more interesting in that way. And I was just like, just but, like the, the joke, but just like why? <laughs> why was it there? Yeah, that would have been such a good addition, seeing like. Someone just whip out the chickens, aren't they? <laughs> Pounding the, it would have been great. Like, or maybe like if there was like a time thing, like for the first 10 minutes, you get to use a rubber chicken. And then mm. for the next like 10 minutes, you like switch utensils to an easier, like slightly, it gets slightly easier down yes. the line. Yeah. So like if you're there for maybe an hour, all right, you get like a chainsaw or something, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you get something really easy to just cut it, cut it down to break it up. Um. But yeah, no, they just picked a, someone's uh, backyard tool shed and they just said, uh, yeah, that'll do. Why is there a chicken in here? Oh, whatever. We'll just, it, it, it's crazy, amazing race. We'll put it in there. Um, and they, it's, it's another issue of the race episode is that they like sell this as like, oh, we're in Germany, Oktoberfest. They talk about it at the beginning. Bill's at the drinking with the random locals. And then we don't get anything about Oktoberfest in any of the no. challenges. <laughs> Like, didn't they do that? I feel like I have memories of, like, teams trying to carry, like, those big jugs one time. 
like those big yeah. like deer steins or whatever. And but like, like how are, how are they not in like lederhosen's or like some like there's got to be like a beer challenge or like an like an eating challenge with like sauerkraut and like German like sausage or whatever. There's no like fake cultural like mm. awareness in this episode. Yeah. There's like no Germans are known for drinking beer, so here's mm-hmm. like this like beer challenge. Like it was like let's smash a, uh, an ice cube and saw a log that's not very german you know yeah they should have at least had to like drink from the keg afterwards right yeah like or or every time they mess up they've got to have a drink mm-hmm. or something and like by the end teams are wasted which is my favorite challenge one of my favorite challenges <laughs> ever involves mm-hmm. team drinking so but yeah nothing to stand out here i i honestly like don't think anyone struggled like i cannot no. remember a struggle Obviously, some people beasted it, like some of the strong guys really beasted the challenge, but like nothing unmemorable, like nothing memorable here, like no, nothing stand out. But this was the one that was close to the pit stop, correct? I think so. It... I'm not sure. I honestly can't remember. Was that this one or the sawing one? That was close to This the... is why they needed the map. Yeah. But anyway. This was they. They were both. These were. I think the first one. The the keg was the furthest away. But like the, somewhat, they were close to the pit stop, which is the the Freedom Angel. I didn't really notice it. I didn't remember what Phil said about it. But anyway, they have to go there, and there was a weird direction of like go under the pass to come mm. up, and you have to park somewhere separate. It, it was weird. Um, I mean, I did like the angel as the like those are the three pieces you put together. I I like that part of the scramble. Like you each get a little element and you've got to combine it for the puzzle. I mean, it wasn't a puzzle, but it could have been. Mm. Um, but I, I like that, that it was not just a clue they had to put together or something like that. It was like an actual like thing. Um, and they have to get there to the pit stop. Uh, I can't even tell you how much the order changed because it changed so much. Um, and you never get a sense of like, because they only judge currently in X place based on when they get the clue not how close they are to the pit stop or anything like that. Mm. So it's really hard to judge. Um, but just to run through the check-in order, it goes Derek and Claire, Glenda and Lubumba, Quentin and Maddie, Linton and Sharik, Emily and Molly, Marcus and Michael, Tim and Rex, Abby and Will, Rich and Dom, Lewis and Michelle, Aubrey and David, and our last place, Asta and Nina, our over-preparers, unfortunately <laughs> come in last. Any big surprises on the check-ins here i know it's we complained not complained but talked about how hard it's to keep track but any shocks any anything to talk about um i don't really think so i think for me like it was getting down to the wire and i was like okay like who's left like like i feel like after like lewis and michelle checked in i was like who is left like i knew like Obviously, like, Asta and Nina are, like, still coming. But then the other team, I just had no idea, which is odd because I feel like at the start of the episode, we got, like, this big, like, intro to, like, Aubrey and David. And then they just, I, whether they actually did or I just didn't notice, it just felt like they, like, went invisible for, like, the whole rest of the episode. And then I was like, who even is fighting for these people to, like, not come in last? Like, surely they're just, like, the only people left out there. Um, So that, to me, was just... I don't know whether it was editing or me not paying attention, but I just feel like they just didn't get any focus at the challenges themselves. It was 
this is what sealed my not my fate um nina and Asa's fate for me was that i was like this other team that i did not know who was left in the race i was like they're not going there's no way this team i have no knowledge of is going to go in the first episode mm-hmm. like they they have they're going to eventually they're saving them for whatever you know in the future because they're going to survive like that was what sealed obviously the challenge that they sucked at but like this like was like a, a nail in the coffin i was like who were these two I, like i literally could not remember them like not that they were like bad or, or, or unmemorable it's just we didn't see them like i felt like they were neglected in the edit for whatever reason mm. i feel like we got a decent bit about everyone else ish obviously they're stronger or weaker but yeah like this is what sealed nina nasa's fate it was in the edit i was like where are these this other team that doesn't matter they're safe Um, I did like Phil playing up the, oh, I mean, it was a rough leg, wasn't it? Like, I I love when Phil does that kind of stuff. And then they see the other team in the distance and, or whatever. Like, I love that kind of stuff. So I, I, just, I, I enjoyed Yeah. That. It was obviously really close, too, because we had, like, at one stage, like, I want to say, like, four teams all on the mat at, like, the same time. Yeah. Like, I think it was, like, the bit was the first... Like a bunch of teams, a little bit spread out, and then like the middle chunk was really mm. together, and then those like last two teams were like probably really close. Um, I mean, it's nice to know that they were close. It's nice yes. to know that Phil wasn't waiting six hours for Nina and Nasta to show up, you know. But like we'll see, we'll see how it comes in future episodes to see if how close the race does actually get. Um, speaking of. Our finishers, we got to talk about where we predicted Asa and Nina would finish. Um, we also have to talk about how many predictions we're talking about this season. <laughs> um, so there's a little bit of a debacle in the group chat we have of how many predictions. I said, hey, we're doing predictions. Send it out. Uh, Jared, you gave me yours. I did mine. Colin sent his. And Kristen sent hers, and then she did another random generated one for fun. The problem was her gen- her random generated, she didn't number it. So she just said, this one came first when I put them in. So she, I asked her which way to go, and she said, I don't know. And so I was like, I'm going to do it X way, whatever it was. I said, this team's going to be first, and this team's going to be last. And I thought about it earlier today, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to do both ways. <laughs> so we have two random generators. No. Random generator is too strong. You know this. Um, well, so far it's not doing so good. Okay. And I have I some. I expected to win by the end of the season. Um, random generator A, I'm putting my money on, not B. Okay. But I do have some uh, like repeat thoughts that have come up in the predictions of the humans that I want to talk about. But first, let's talk about um, Asta and Nina first. All right. I predicted Asta and Nina would finish in ninth. So I was three places off. Uh, Colin predicted them in ninth as well. So he was equal with me. Kristen said they would come in fifth. So she was quite a bit off. Um, random one, random AI one, which you're rooting for, uh, came in. Did she put, uh, they put them in sixth. Random two, uh, put them in seventh. But our point winner for the first episode is you, because you put them in eleventh place. Yay! I feel like I need like this. I need like a strong lead before random AI. 
one yeah, thumbs and hunts me down. Season, you didn't get any points from my No, memory. it wasn't great. <laughs> but the themes that I wanted to talk about in our predictions, and I hope to hear potentially Colin and Kristen's thoughts on this, is that we have three teams that we have all put in our top four, which I thought was really interesting. So we have all have in our top four, Derek and Claire, Lewis and Michelle, and Quinton and Maddie. They're all in our top four. They're, they are my literal top three. Uh, they're in Colin, Colin's top four. They're in your top three. And they're in Kristen's top four. So I just thought that was really interesting when I put these all together, that we saw these three teams as like clear standouts from the beginning. Um, any thoughts on that or what, what draw, drew them to you as good players? Um, it's interesting, right? I think like, because I'm purely basing my predictions off like, honestly, just like the photographs and like a little blurb about these people. So purely, I suppose, comes down to like what teams look more physical. And I think with like Derek and Claire, granted, I don't watch Big Brother, but I knew that they both did okay-ish. Um, so I think there's just like an automated automatic sense of like an advantage there of just like people who like understand reality TV and production and are competitive and um so I think it's not surprising that it's like those three teams that are all kind of bunched in our top groups, particularly off something that is just like first impressions. I just thought it was extra wild because even across, like even when we were in Survivor Oz, I never felt like there was ever a time where like the panel of whoever put predictions in was ever this unified on like mm. a person or a team or a group of people. So like, I just thought this stood out so much to me. Because, I mean, we've done a few amazing race predictions. I've never seen, like, maybe one team would be, like, high up there. I think we all put, like, Connie and Sam from last season up high or something like that. Or Anthony Smith, or whoever, Ryan and Dust, whoever, you know? Mm. Like, But usually it's, like, maybe the all-male team we put up high. But I've never seen, like, a grouping of teams like that. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, and, the, well, I mean, the fact this season, too, that, like, there isn't like that, I suppose, stereotypical like alpha team, um, which maybe opens up the slots a bit more, which then makes it even more surprising that we still have like this same kind of grouping up near the top. Yeah, we have two all male teams this season, and they're both, I think, the oldest pairings. They're not winning. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Hey, Surely not. I mean, scramble. anything could happen, but. You know. But, like, I just think it's usually we get that sort of Brian and Dusty, all super fit, all male team, but we're not like we didn't get that this season, which is interesting. Mm. I mean, not complaining, but just like it's just interesting to see like the casting division up there on top of the fact that we got 12 teams because usually we get 11. But I guess not elimination means you can cast more or no, not elimination. Mm. But yeah. We have a lot of predictions to get through this season. Um, I mean, we did restarted predictions last season, so it's not that bad. So, uh, but yeah, that's it. Any final thoughts on this premiere? Looking forward to the season coming up. Yeah, I think like what I've said, like there's good potential here. Um, it wasn't by any means like a, a stellar episode. 
Um, but I think moving forward, there'll be a lot more to strategize about and a lot more strategy strategy to discuss, uh, particularly if the scramble is 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 here to stay. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I, you know, it's nice to have the amazing race back on this on our screens, and you know, we're back in reality TV's back back baby. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting so many seasons. You know, Canada's got this, and, and Australia's doing this, and Survivor's back in the U.S. as well. So it's exciting, like that we're kind of getting off of the struggles of producing the shows because of COVID and stuff like that. So mm. they found workarounds, they found changes, they, they've added teams, they've changed hosts. Um, yeah, they're doing it all. It's nice to have a uh, one episode a week, no, forty-five minute, you five know, episodes 40, a week. This. Forty-five minute format is is very nice and manageable to 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 watch and and be up to date on. Yeah, and you've only got twelve twelve teams here. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but before we go, we got to play our, our favorite game. We got to rate the episode. Uh, Kristen's not here, so we won't get any complaints. But Jared, are you going to buy? Are you going to rent? Are you going to bin the premiere of 34? I'm really close to binning it, um, but I'm going to rent it because I think this is um, an interesting twist. Uh, and like we've said, the Amazing Race adding twists is something that I suppose, particularly format changing twists, is something they've been hesitant to do. Um, and I think this has potential. I just think overall, like the tasks and everything were boring, but it's a it's a premiere episode, so it's kind of um, brought up, I suppose, by that fact that it, that it gets into scrapes into that rent category for me. Yeah, I think if we were judging it sort of objectively solely on like the merits of the race itself i think it would probably be a bin nothing too crazy happened but i think for me like i enjoyed watching it so much like the teams were so fun the editing was uh funny at times you know you know teams themselves were enjoyable to watch so i think it's going to be a rent as well for me just because i enjoyed I, I had fun you know like i was not upset at any point watching mm. this i was not like oh it's only we're only 10 minutes in or and yes, like I, the episode went like, by quick. Yeah, it was so fun to watch. Like, yeah, the challenges were lackluster, but you know what? I didn't have to think about it. Like, it was a challenge that they could get through. I didn't have to be like, oh, wait, are they doing it wrong? Like, I didn't have to think. I could just watch mm. and enjoy. So that's always nice for me. And I am excited to talk about the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll get Kristen and Jared, not Jared, Colin. <laughs> Jared, I hope you come back too. Yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> no, I didn't forget you. I uh, but I hope we get Colin and Kristen back on here and maybe we get some discussion, their yeah. thoughts and everything. So Ben in on the penultimate episode to spoil things. Yes, hopefully not. Uh, hopefully Kristen doesn't have spoilers this season, like last season. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely be back next week to talk about it, whether it's just me and you or whether it's me and Colin or whoever. We'll be back. Jared, thank you for being here. Thank you. It's been fun. We will chat to you. Uh, See you uh, wherever The Amazing Race takes us next in the scramble. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, 
Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.